Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. Um, so I'm really excited about this this uh, this class. I, I've learned tons. Um, it's been so incredible to, you know, just really see God's nature and, and really um, just get to understand him even more through a book that I wasn't anticipating to learn those things. And so I'm, I'm really grateful. So again, welcome back to our, our Women's Midweek. Um, if you've been here for all the times, that's awesome. Um, maybe you're new tonight. We're really glad to have you. And so I'm just going to recap a little bit from our last two times, because I think sometimes we just need a, um, a refresher. Um, so I'm just going to recap a smidge. Uh, we started with um, uh, chapter one, which we called uh, the journey. And, um, you know, life can be such a mixture of heartache, tragedy, uh, tragedy many emotions. Um, and we got to follow Naomi and Ruth. Uh, on their journey. And uh, God gives them each other to travel the journey together. Uh, and we talked about many things, but one was how the journey can change us um, and how that journey can change us in good ways. And that journey can also change us in bad ways. But regardless, God is always there. And then in chapter two, um, we, we studied the one about the beauty. It was called the beauty of righteousness. And uh, Lamisha and Lolly taught a great lesson. I thought they did a great job on trusting God's hand and seeing God's generosity and seeing Ruth's humility and kindness and seeing Jesus as our kinsman redeemer, really the central theme of the whole book of Ruth, which has been a neat thing to, um, to learn. Um, I hope you're really enjoying digging, you know, deeper, using the Bible study help of the five P's you know, looking for the purpose of the book, looking for perspective, looking uh, with patience, um, looking for, you know, a process of how to apply it, and then praying for God to show you what he wants you to see. Uh, and, you know, the purpose of, of the book of Ruth is becoming so much clearer to me um, of how it really fits in the big picture um, of the Bible. And it's a book of hope and faith in a really dark time for God's people. Um, and so really it's a book of hope and faith for us. And, you know, we can be in a time that can feel dark and difficult right now. Um, and we need to hold on to hope uh, and to faith. So, um, let's go ahead and, and dive in and we're going to go to chapter three and I'm going to go ahead and read verses one through four. Okay. So let's go ahead and chapter three, one through four it says one day, Naomi, her mother-in-law said to her, one day, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you will be well provided for? Is not Boaz, with whose servant girls you've been, a kinsman of ours? Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash and perfume yourself and put on your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor. But don't let him know that uh, know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying, and then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. Notice that it's very interesting here that Naomi 
says the same thing that she said in chapter one. And she said, I, I want to find rest for you. And so that's really the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight. You know, Naomi wanted Ruth to be provided for. She wanted her to be taken care of and have security. Um, she wanted her to find rest. And Ruth was in a very insecure position, as we talked about earlier, as an alien and a, and a widow in a foreign land. You know, Naomi's desire for Ruth was to have a home, a safe place, a place of rest where she'd be protected. You know, and what I thought about is, isn't that God's desire for us, for us to find, you know, rest for our souls, security, provision, safety, a home with him. And I want to read a couple of scriptures where really God in, in four different scriptures actually states this. All right. So if you can turn your Bibles over to Exodus chapter 33, I want to read one scripture in Exodus 33 in verse uh, 14. It says, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. This was a promise that he was giving to the Israelites. Like, if you just, if you will let me lead you, if you, you will go with my presence, I promise you, I will give you rest if you follow my plan. Then you look in Jeremiah, look in Jeremiah chapter, chapter six, I find it here myself, Jeremiah chapter six. And when you get there, I'll give you a little time to find it. Jeremiah 6, in verse 16, it says, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the, the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. You know, again, God is constantly saying to them, you know, walk in the good way, you will find rest. With such a deep desire of God. And I think that's really what the writer is trying to express through the story of Ruth and Naomi and Boaz, that he wanted, Naomi wanted Ruth to find rest, but God wants us to find rest. Then I want you to look over in a great Psalm, Psalm uh, 27. And uh, it says, when I can get there, which I'm sure you may be flipping still too. So in Psalm 27, in verses 4 and 5, it says, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice. With shouts of joy, I will sing and make music to the Lord. So it, st it starts off with this one thing I seek is to dwell with God, to find rest with God. And then lastly, a scripture that we're really familiar with in the New Testament that actually we started the beginning of our year off, which seems like ages ago, in Matthew chapter 11 I want you to look there, and it says, because Jesus makes the same promise as God did about finding rest. He says in Matthew 11, starting in verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So God was constantly, through 
many Old Testament to New, really craving for us to find rest in him. And this is what he wanted for us. And so the question for us, for all of us, is are we resting in Christ? Are we resting in God? Are we walking in the good way to find that rest? Are we guiding others to that resting place? Are you going to Jesus for rest? What Naomi wanted, starting in chapter one, was she wanted Ruth to have a husband in a home because at that time, that meant you were provided for and you were safe. And then in chapter three, she brings it up again. I believe the writer is wanting us to see that that's what God wants uh, us to have in him, that we find our rest in him. Are we finding our rest in him? But then let's go back to Ruth, go back to Ruth chapter three, and we're going to look at a few more things there that I think are really interesting to learn from uh, the chapter that we're in right now, chapter three. And so uh, one of the other things that I saw in this beginning was not only do we need to find rest, but we need um, relationships that are of trust. Their relationship, Naomi and Ruth, was a relationship of trust. You know, um, that it was built. And it wasn't something that, I mean, they had been together for 10 years before uh, Naomi's sons died and Ruth's husband died. And then they went on this journey and it built trust. Naomi sees God's hand providing a way for Ruth to have rest. And she wants Ruth to see it in chapter three. And she steps out and she gives Ruth the ability to step out and boldly grab a hold of God's plan. Naomi knew the traditions, the Jewish traditions at that time and how they worked. And she knew also how the, how the threshing floor worked and that Boaz would be sleeping there to protect what he had winnowed. So she knew she needed to guide Ruth to have an impact on Boaz, the kinsman redeemer for her. The hope for the future of rest. Naomi knew what the plan needed to be. And so she guided Ruth to that plan. And Naomi is super specific, you know, whether it's perfume or wash yourself. And, and she loves Ruth. And that's why I believe she's specific. She wants to make sure that Ruth gets it right. And you can see uh, their relationship of trust. But let's keep reading on. Look down in uh, verse five of chapter three, and we're going to go ahead and read five through nine. Verse five, it says, I will do, Ruth says, I will do whatever you say. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man, and he turned and he discovered a woman lying at his feet. Who are you, Lord? he asked. I am your servant, uh, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a kinsman redeemer. Wow, a lot in there. Look at her response. She listens to Naomi. She's humble. She follows through completely. She knew and trusted that Naomi wanted what was best for her in this situation. And so she trusted her direction. And it made me think, you know, do we, do we have these relationships of trust, relationships like Naomi and Ruth, relationships that can help guide us, navigate us through challenging. This is a challenging situation. 
You know, are we building those intergenerational relationships that will guide us on the right path? This is an intergenerational relationship between Naomi and Ruth. And thank goodness Naomi understood how things worked and she was able to guide her. Are, are we doing that same work? You know, ultimately, we have a relationship of trust with God. And that's most important, that vertical trust relationship with God. But he also gives us those here on earth to practice that same trust with. We need each other as we go through this journey that we've been talking about, as we go through just many different stages and seasons of life, like Naomi and Ruth and even Boaz. And so we need to fight for those and make sure that we don't uh, lose the desire to have those relationships of trust. Now, the next scene is very interesting, right? She goes and she lays down at his feet uh, and she uncovers his feet, it says, and then he gets startled and um, who are you? And she has this statement. So let's look at this a little bit because it's very interesting. There actually are a lot of different um, thoughts on this scenario when you study it out and you look in different commentaries and you know Ruth uncovers his feet um, and this would not have been a seductive move but as we're going to see it was actually a faithful obedient move. Uh, Naomi's direction was in keeping with actually what was very customary at that time and you know Ruth makes this statement about spread the corner of your garment over me since you are my kinsman redeemer. So I want you to look at something because it's really neat to go in the Bible and find where else those kind of statements are said. Okay, so we're going to look in Ezekiel. So hold your place at Ruth 3 and go and try and find Ezekiel. And um, it's right before Daniel. And in Ezekiel 16, we're going to see something very similar said actually uh, from God. All right, so Ezekiel 16, uh, we're going to look in verse 8. And what it says is it says, later I pass by, and this is God, later I pass by, and when I looked at you, Israel, and I saw that you were old enough for love, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered your nakedness. I gave you my solemn oath and entered into a covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. So God, what he was doing with the Israelites is he was saying, you know, I asked you uh, to be with me and to make a covenant relationship with me. And he uses those very same words to communicate basically to the Israelites, I want you to marry me. I want you to have a covenant relationship with me. I love you. And what Ruth is doing, what Naomi taught Ruth to do, was to make this bold move of communicating, look, Boaz, marry me. It's interesting because many people believe that she actually didn't just uncover his feet, but that she exposed him completely because that was sort of the, if you didn't just uncover the feet, you would pull it all off. Um, and in the Eastern world at that time, that was what it was understood to do. So in some ways, um, maybe that's what startled him. That's what some commentaries say is maybe that's what startled him because he was, his covers were taking off. And then some even believe that when he, when he looked up and he looked at her, 
he would have looked at her actually through his circumcision and he would have remembered the covenant relationship that he had with God because his circumcision to him was a marker that he belonged to God. And maybe this was God's way of saying, hey, Boaz, you need to remember the covenant you have with me because you are, you know, you are mine. And now you are going to redeem Ruth. You know, I would have loved to have heard this conversation between Naomi and Ruth, you know, explaining how this was going to work and what she might see. But regardless, um, here is the fruit of a relationship of trust. And, and this is so incredible because there was that trust. We're beginning to see actually a foreshadowing of what Jesus is going to do for us. Because think about it. We have a covenant relationship with, we're a disciple. We have a covenant relationship with Jesus and we have a relationship of trust. And that happened because we were circumcised. You guys know the scripture, Colossians 2, verses 11 through 12. It says that we were circumcised, you know, not with man's hand, but by God, that our sin was removed because through our faith and the power of God in our baptism, that that's when we joined and had a covenant relationship with Jesus. We became one with him. Therefore, in that moment, he became our kinsman redeemer. So this is really, if you, you look deeper underneath with Ruth, it is a foreshadowing of God and what he wants to build with us. And what Naomi was trying to help Ruth to gain with Boaz is really what God wants with us and has given us through our covenant agreement relationship with him that we got through having faith in the power of his blood and through getting baptized and being circumcised by the hand of God. Really deep, but cool stuff. Go back and look at that and meditate on it and think about it. It's just really neat to see that God has been trying to communicate his love for us and have a relationship with us since the beginning of time. But I want you to look at a scripture in the, in the New Testament. So if you can turn over to 1 Peter chapter 1. And I want us to look at a scripture here that I think is really cool. We've, you've probably seen this before. Uh, but in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, starting in verse 18, it says, For you know that it was not with perish perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb, without blemish or defect. So in other words, he's saying that Jesus, through his, his precious blood, through the cross, he asked us to have this relationship with him, and he redeemed us from an empty way of life. So the cross, think about this, the cross was Jesus spreading his garment over us and saying, marry me, be in I am your kinsman redeemer. Be in a relationship with me. And if we're a disciple, we said, yes, I want that relationship. And we need to continue to protect and value that relationship. So let's go back to Ruth chapter three. Let's see what else happens here after this, this scenario. So if you look in Ruth, go back, flip back over there. I know we're going around to a lot of different scriptures. 
But if you jot them down, then you can always go back to them as well. So if you're going back or you're stayed in Ruth chapter 3, we're going to go ahead and read now verses 10 through 13. Okay, so we, we first looked at, you know, that the beginning of the chapter is, you know, really Naomi craving Ruth to find rest and how God really wants us to rest with him and get our security and our, our protection from him. Um, and then we also talked about this relationship of trust that Naomi and Ruth had and how important that we have those type of relationships. And if we have had broken trust in a relationship, that we need to mend those and really have those intergenerational relationships. Like we have that relationship of trust with God, we need that here, all right? So now I want us to look at Ruth chapter 3, but we're going to read verses 10 through 13 and we're going to talk a little bit, the girls talked a little bit about this two weeks ago, but we're going to talk about reputation. All right, so look in chapter 3, starting in verse 10. It says, the Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This is Boaz. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. My fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am near of kin, there is a kinsman redeemer nearer than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to redeem, good, let him redeem. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. Okay, so what do, we, what do we see here? What can we learn? You know, what does Boaz see in Ruth? He says, I see, and you have been known to all of the townspeople, that you're a woman of noble character. So, you know, it's so great that she had already built this reputation so that when she came there, he knew what kind of woman she was. She was a woman that trusted God's ways, that respected her mother-in-law, had taken this journey with her mother-in-law. She didn't take matters into her own hands or go around God. She had trusted God's ways through Naomi and then had even developed her own faith, it seems, in God. She's discreet. She listens to Boaz and she now follows, not only did she follow Naomi's direction, but she actually follows Boaz's direction. But you also see a lot about Boaz's reputation and see who he is. He doesn't want to taint Ruth's, you know, reputation. He's protective, just like God, you know. And it made me think so much about how God, you know, he wants to protect our reputation. You know, he wants us to be these women of noble character and to fight to, uh, to have that reputation in this world. And he also wants to protect his reputation because if we're representing God and we don't end up representing him well, that also taints his reputation. So what that made me think of is, you know, what reputation do we have? And what reputation do we give God? You know, so many people turn their back on Christianity because of the hypocrisy they see. And here are three people that we're watching with deep character really maneuver through a difficult situation and hold on 
uh, to righteousness and integrity. Uh, you see honesty with, with Boaz and integrity with him and wanting to honor God. And so, you know, what reputation do we give God? You know, what's our character like? What char characteristics of God are we needing to maybe work on? You know, I, I look at Boaz, he, he just wanted to honor God, even if that meant the other kinsmen got Ruth. I mean, I really think he wanted Ruth, but he needed to follow God's plan. The plan was there was another kinsman that was closer to be able to redeem her in their family, and he wanted to give that opportunity. So I, that tells me a lot uh, just about his character. So even in verse 13, when he says, um, but uh, if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. I will make sure, Ruth, you are protected. You will have rest. So let, let's keep reading and see what else happens. In verse um, 14, we'll read again, and then we'll go down to 17. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, bring me the shawl you're wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured, it, he poured into it six measures of barley and put it on her. And then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything that Boaz had done for her and added, he gave me the six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens. The man will not rest until the matter, matter is settled today. Wow, so much here. Um, Boaz was generous again. We saw his generosity the last time. He considers both women's needs. Um, and that made me think about just how much God really looks at the needs of women in particular, and that that is how Jesus is for us, and that he's so generous and so gracious, lavishes his mercy and love on us. Um, and as we close out this chapter, I just want to share a few things for you to have, um, just to think about, uh, that I thought were really interesting uh, to me. Um, and it, it's, it's this thing that, you know, you see 23 times that the word redeem is mentioned 12 times that the word return is mentioned. And so what I learned from this was, you know, if we return to God, we will be redeemed. And I really believe that the writer is specifically trying to get that message out. Because remember last time, Lali and Lamisha talked about this whole idea of a chiasm and that the way that this book is written, it's basically poetry and there's a pattern to it. And the writer of that time specifically did that. And the readers at that time knew to look for little treasures in the poem. And that you would take this, this writing and you would find the middle. And that was something that was speaking the, the whole, would be almost the theme of the book. And we talked about that last time. And, and Lolly pointed that out and what that was, that Jesus was our kinsman redeemer. But it's interesting because a lot of times they would even have a sub-chiasm. And there's one here in chapter three, which is so cool. And it's in verse nine. So look at that. In verse nine, it's, it says, who are you? Boaz asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me 
since you were a kinsman redeemer. So it's amazing because when you take chapter three and it's got 18 verses and you go to the middle, it's nine. And here's the theme. Here is the central theme of this chapter. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a kinsman redeemer. Basically, the theme of chapter three is God wants a relationship with us. He wants a covenant love relationship with us. And that's the theme that this writer is trying to teach the people. I will spread my garment over you that God is saying, marry me. I want this relationship. I will be your protection. Uh, we, when we return and we say, I want to return to you, I need, I need redeemed, I need and want your protect, protection, God is going to say, that's what I want to give for you. So shouldn't this be our cry? You know, not that I have to have a relationship with God, but I desire this because God desires this love relationship with us. So let's close out with the last verse, okay? Verse 18, really cool. And uh, it says, then Naomi said, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. So I love how it ends. Wait. You know, think about it, how hard it is to wait. And, um, you know, we see Naomi saying, all we can do now, Ruth, is wait. Trust God's ways. Trust his story for you, Ruth. Trust God's plan. He brought us this far. We've got to trust. You know, it made me think, you know, how do we wait? Sometimes it's so hard. We're kind of like, come on, you know, you know, we just, it's so hard for us to wait. We get so impatient or, you know, we want to control a situation or we want to manipulate or maneuver it. You know, do we really trust God and his plan and, and do we wait and really trust? And this, this whole chapter, what we called it, you know, the title we gave it was Trust on the Threshing Floor. There was so many things that we ha uh, Ruth had to trust in, Naomi had to trust, Boaz had to trust, and now I love how Naomi ends it. We need to wait. God will make it clear. So I want to close out with this one last scripture. I want you to look over in Isaiah chapter 30, and then we will go into our, our groups. But I, Isaiah, a scripture that I found that I just thought was really awesome. Uh, in Isaiah 30, um, we're going to read 18 once you get there. So take a few minutes to look over to Isaiah 30. We're going to look at 18 through 21. So 18 through 21. Oh, oh, sorry. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You know, I thought that was so awesome. He's like, wait, wait, God, blessed are those who wait for him. We need to listen for that voice. He will teach us how to walk. He will teach us how to move forward. So I want to give us a charge, all of us, for the next two weeks. 
uh, before we go to chapter one in two weeks. I want you to be thinking about which, which one characteristic of God that you have seen through this study so far, chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three, that you want to work on. What characteristic of God? Maybe you've seen it in Naomi or Ruth or Boaz, but just even through all that we've talked about, all your own study, what is that one characteristic uh, that you really want to work on? And I want you to pray and think about it and then share it with somebody who you can you know, ask to work on it with you or pray about it with you. Um, let's use the chat feature on the app. Some of us are on there chatting all the neat things we're finding. Get on there. Put on, hey, here's the characteristic I'm going to work on. Here's what I'm seeing that God is teaching me through this study of Ruth. It's been so encouraging. Let's share our victories of what we're learning. And let's. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast.